Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to Sit for a Spell. Hello! Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, welcome well, to podcasting while social distancing. <laughs> yay. <clears throat> oh, so You know, that's fun. already a podcast. I know, I saw. Yeah, I, I was like, that's so fast. Yeah, it's <clears throat> funny. But you um, might hear me. Oh, sorry. The, no, no, go ahead. I think that's going to be a thing, too, of uh, fans of ours. We can't see each other. So we don't know when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, it's a learning experience for all of us. So. Learning curve. Um, yeah. I'm coughing a little bit, but I'm not sick. I ate an orange and it disagreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far so good. Uh, we're here. Uh, other than the heightened anxiety, we are feeling okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you are. Yes, hopefully you guys are feeling okay. I know some of us are getting a little stir crazy. We're getting a little bored. Those of us who aren't necessarily working from home right now, I'm on my like natural spring break. Um, mm. And it's not going well. Not helping. <laughs> no, it's not helping at all. The couple oh. days that we started our distance learning for my elementary school, I was like busy all day. And now I'm just like, well, I guess yeah. I could be doing something, but it's yeah. so good to rest. Rest it and is. relax. But it, Take that natural it, break. It gets uh yeah, I know. It's very we're very privileged to, to say that we're bored because Oh, absolutely. There are so many people who still have to work and mm -hmm. you know, it's like not an exaggeration to say that people are putting their lives on the line for us to oh, be able no, to be all. home. Mm -hmm. we're very grateful so I and try to think about it that way yes and we're staying home to make the, the lives of those people easier yes please stay home if you can Gosh, yes please. if you don't have to work and you have groceries in your cupboard don't leave your house please yeah. please don't please don't it just it helps it helps every little bit helps and really this is going to be hard enough so, um, I mean, just really quick, I'm Jess. Oh, I'm James. <laughs> and this is a Sippers Well podcast, if you didn't yeah. know. And so today what um, we're going to be doing, and it kind of like works really well in this time period, because uh, today we're going to be talking about the portrayal of witches in TV and film, kind of like from the beginning to now. Mm -hmm. Um and so you can just go watch all these things. Yeah. <clears throat> you have Do a little bit time. of homework. Some of them are free. Um, I did not look up where you can find any of these things. Um, that's, a, that's fine. But I know a lot of them are on YouTube. Yeah. You can look up scenes and things like that. Uh, yeah. So before we jump into it, I got a lot mm -hmm. of this information from... Um, Thought Catalog, uh, a film school rejects article called A Short History of Witches, um, a Vanity article, The 15 Greatest Witches Movies of All Time. That one I kind of just got inspiration of who to talk about. And then I found a really cool um, article on Glamour uh, okay. called Real Witches Explain What Movies and TVs Got Wrong and Right. Oh. From, that was from 2015. So... Obviously, like, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina wasn't out yet. Discovery of Witches wasn't out yet. Like, mm -hmm. these, like, bigger ones um, weren't out yet. Yeah. But it's still, it kind of, like, touches on some of our classics, and um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask, just really quick, off the top, do sure. you have, a, like, a favorite witch movie? Or show? Um, or just my witch in general? Favorite witch movie is pro probably Practical Magic. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I yeah. think that's probably um, one of my favorite movies. I also really like uh, The Witches. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, With Angelica like Houston. Yes. Um, 
I, she was, she's like, a, I don't know. She was just so glamorous in that movie before, you know, before she sheds her skin. Yeah. She, I always like kind of looked up to her, <laughs> <laughs> but just like, I just love the way she's so confident and, you know, they all worship her. And, yeah. Yeah. Of course she ends up being a bad guy, but I, yeah, I really love that movie. I'm a little boy. He's a comes a mouse. And I, I love that movie growing up. It's fantastic. I'm going to talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with Practical Magic. I grew up watching that movie, and mm. I think I've said it in another episode, but if I ever have a daughter, I'm going to name her Jillian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can call her Jilly Bean. Cute. I just, ah, that movie's so good. Okay. And then I think um, after Practical, Practical Magic, my other favorite is The Craft. Oh, yeah, I love The Craft. Love the craft. I think because it's like, other than like the like sharks on the beach and stuff, it's like pretty relatable. Um, yeah, it's like it's pretty modern, and I think teenage any, angst. Yeah, anyone who was like not the popular girl in school. Oh yeah, and that movie came yeah. out in '93, and that was like prime awkward just time. Yeah. And it was just like, I think they made this movie for me to watch. Yeah. And say that everything. Let's see. 93. <laughs> I was. How old was I? What year was I born? 88, 99, I was like six. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, guess I think I watched that. Huh. I must have watched it in the theaters, but yeah, I don't remember. I don't time. think I watched it in the theaters. I remember a VHS of it somewhere in my life yeah I watched it all the time and like it was like the thing I uh molded my like initial witchery out from you know what I mean like (laughs) yeah no yeah 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 and uh, we're definitely gonna do a deeper dive um towards the end of the episode so yeah all right let's get into it so some of the earliest times that we see witches in film are like so there is one of those um they're called like talkies mm-hmm. and it's when there's like no sound except that music that they insert and then it's all kind of like sepia like black and white mm-hmm. and so this film it's called Haxen or Haxen um and in Swedish it's the witch um but then okay. it's also been called like witchcraft through the ages okay. and this was made in 1922 um and it was a, a Swedish and I think a Danish production. And eventually it was banned in the United States. I could totally see why. So in 1922, it's like roaring 20s, right? It's like right mm-hmm. now, but like 100 years later or in the past. And mm-hmm. um, we did have like that big old flapper sensation. And we had like a lot of like women's suffragette movement. We had just won the vote. And so like women were getting like a lot of this recognition right? And Mm -hmm. so this was like made two years later after that whole uh, women won in America, essentially, right? And um, it's the weirdest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life, like legitimately. So you can watch the entire thing on YouTube and we'll put the link in our show notes so that you can just easily click on it. The entire film is there. It's an hour and 45 minutes. And wow. it basically does what the title says, which crap through the ages. And it starts back in like medieval, goes through to kind of like Salem-ish times, and then okay. goes and follows kind of like the modern 1920s woman. And it, I just, I can't get over how weird it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super weird. So, um, I had read an article about it, and basically the filmmakers read the Malleus Maleficarum, which is right. that witch hunter book from the 1500s, right? Yeah, and, we talked about it, yeah. Yeah, and they um, kind of like go through and depict some of those torture scenes. They depict like what to look for in a witch, um, and they have like these scenes of like, these witches in their little like hovel home and like there's like a thief's <laughs> arm and they pull a finger off and they have to like uh get it moist again by soaking it in wine it's like i don't know it's so weird, weird. and then there's like 
basically sex scenes with like gorgeous women and like the devil and the devil's like constantly like flicking his tongue out of his mouth (laughs) and then there's like demon dancing scenes and then I don't know I don't know you have to watch it for yourself but just know that there are triggers Mm -hmm. I think there's some rape triggers there's some torture triggers there's some abuse triggers even though it is from 1920 and there's no words um I think that might make it a little bit yeah um yeah so be careful going into it. There's definitely some nudity. Um, but at the end, so you're watching all of this, right? And then at the end, the moral of the story is basically like, stop saying women are hysterical. Like stop <laughs> saying women are doing all of these things because of the devil. Stop saying that women are doing all of these things because they're weak. Stop putting them in sanatoriums. Stop putting them in mental institutions like listen to these women help these women like they're doing all these same things from the past except now it might be like their deck of cards or it might be their whatever and like some of it is kind of like okay they're doing that so what does it mean that they need not like Uh they're doing that because like maybe they want to but the ending message was still like calm down like <laughs> not all women are hysterical. And yeah. so that was, that was really interesting. And I totally found it on accident. Like it wasn't hmm. coming up in any of my searches. Like, so I was searching like oldest thing about witches, oldest film, oldest, whatever. And nothing was popping up. Like the earliest thing was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, 1937. So I was yeah, like, that has to be the earliest then, 1922. It, I'm, I feel, I know there's like stuff on magicians and like these talkies, but they're like, I think it's just like the literal definition of magician, you know? Yeah. So that was the oldest I found. Again, 1922, Haxon, um, H-A-X-A-N, uh, and we'll put the link in the show notes, but man, mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Um, then the next two are both from 1937. So when I go through this list, um, I don't really do animation because for me, animation doesn't really count. It's like cartoons. Yeah, um, yeah. But I did include Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because this is the first time that like the American people get this like huge like Disney animation, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in that Disney animation, it's like the witch comes up again, but the witch is like evil, you know? Yeah. She, like kills Snow White. She's jealous, all that. Um, and, but then also in 1937, there's a movie called Made of Salem, and this movie takes place during the Salem Witch Trials or around the same time, and it's about this, like, I don't even think she's a witch in it. Obviously, I didn't watch it, but I don't think she's actually a witch. She's um, accused of being a witch because she has a sexual affair with an adventurer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll do it. And then he, like, saves her from, like, being burned alive, I think. And then they, like, live happily ever after. Hmm. So, I mean, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Two years later, The Wizard of Oz comes out. Um, I talk about The Wizard of Oz later, but I don't talk about the books. And I don't talk about Wicked because those kind of veer a little bit you know? Yeah. And they give like Alphaba and everybody else like kind of like deeper backstories and they are like super awesome. But just for like this, I focus on the Wicked Witch of the West. But um, yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know how old the Wizard of Oz is. It's like 1939. So yeah. super old. It was one of the first Technicolor films, um, which like really highlighted this like green, angry, jealous witch. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So we're kind of getting some hit and miss here with these like early depictions um, because another one that I wanted, wanted to include in like this early range, um, there's two, one called like I married a witch, um, which is kind of like where they got the like uh, bewitched idea from for the later okay. television show. Uh-huh. Um, but there's this movie called the bell book and candle from 1958 and it's a Kim Novak movie. So it's like super popular and uh-huh. She's like a modern witch. She's like living her modern witch life in New York. And then she like, her neighbor basically falls in love with like her like enemy. And she puts a love spell on him so that he'll fall in love with her and not marry her enemy. And she does it kind of like vengefully. 
Um, but then she ends up falling in love with him. But then in this film, if you fall in love with a mortal, you lose your power. And like, she's fine oh. with that. So she like loves him and then she loses her magic. And I'm like, okay. It's kind of, I don't know. But to me, it was like, still kind of like okay I'm gonna like fall in love with this man and marry him and then give up my like life before which like right fits into that like 50s housewife that was right there yes it's like perfectly like if you you get married and you lose all like uh autonomy like that's yeah and in this film it was a good thing like they were like okay like ladies like if you're if you want to get married you need to give up all that like silly stuff you were doing before you just need to find a good man yeah and i mean that's the same thing in the maid of salem it's the same thing in snow white like it's like right yeah all of these women are like finding a man and then they're fine and so there's yeah. like a and i think involved. that goes on for a while it really does yeah. um and so while I was doing this research, I put movies into four categories, movies and TV shows and kind of like these media depictions, because we have these like really common witch tropes. Um, they're either trying to like eat a child in some way, shape or form. <laughs> they're trying to increase their power um, okay. or they're just trying to like live their life. Right. Okay. And in these, we have like four different like branches that these okay. generally women go right yeah so we have fantasy which is like our biggest group um mm -hmm. we have like the evil witch and we have uh they sit the satanic witch and then we have more of like the realistic could maybe happen okay kind of thing so those are what i'm going to kind of break down and like just talk about and discuss and see like why what's going on here yeah let's do it so i wanted to start with the evil category just because it's the biggest trope and it's the one that doesn't seem to really be going anywhere unfortunately um right it's I like mean, the easiest one to like you it know. is it's totally and it really does stem out of those like super really early medieval witch trials that no one really talks about even though like those were a thing that happened too. <laughs> like some right. witches were killed in Europe in the medieval times um, because people believed, we've talked about this before, people believed that witches and magic were real. It's like, I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it was just a daily part of life. And then slowly with Christianity, it, it changed. Right. Um, so in this evil category, I, I have... The first one I wanted to talk about is kind of like, uh, it was the witches. So we have okay. the Grand High Witch, played by uh -huh. Angelica Houston. And she's one of those, like, stereotypical witches that just wants to turn all the mice into, or little children into mice and eat them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's just so funny that it's like... She's so fabulous. She's so fabulous. So it's like, why couldn't you have kept her fabulous? Why does she have to have this like? Why do they have to turn disguise? into like disgusting, like gross witches? Yeah, like why do they have to do that? I don't understand. Because yeah. she could have stayed fabulous, and then still just wanted to eat my children. It's yeah, it doesn't change anything. No, it doesn't. And I mean, maybe because it was a kids movie, but I know with this movie, a lot of kids were like terrified of this movie. I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a child facing the wrath of this like evil, ugly coven. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't know, it's a little terrifying. But yeah. Um, and then you have like the Wicked Witch of the West, who again, super ugly, super evil, she yeah. just like has these crazed monkeys that want to get this girl because she wants those shoes mm -hmm. and it's just keeping that kind of like stereotype going you know like keeping that right ugly well i think it makes it so like they're easier to spot you know oh like, yeah like yes. they don't look like us they're if only people were as ugly on the outside as they are on the inside yes kind of absolutely thing. which brings us to have you ever seen um susperina no okay it's a trip 
let me tell you, I've been watching <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos the last 48 hours. And um, so Susperina was made in the 70s, and it is about a girl who goes to a ballet school in Germany. She's American. And at that ballet school, unbeknownst to her, it's run by an evil coven of witches, of course. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand how ballet, but it's fine. I mean, um, maybe they, like, I didn't watch it again. So maybe they're like granting the wishes of these ballerinas. I'm not sure. Um, hmm. but, I think it's, like a, it's just like a creepy setting. Like, yeah, it's, it's a horror tour. film. It is a scary yeah. movie. Um, and it's because like throughout the film, um, all of the other characters like start dying these like really horrible graphic gruesome deaths and it's because of these like vengeful witches and then there's this one witch in particular her name is helena marcos and she ends up being this like at first you only like hear her and she makes like really horrible sounds but then eventually um there's a point at the, the climax of the movie where um she does come kind of like to fruition and she's terrifying and she's again ugly and wrinkled and crony yeah. and, and it's like all right like we get it um <laughs> but that part is like super scary so even though it's from the 70s it's still kind of like one of those like cult classic horror movies yeah I've, I've heard of it watch. before yeah well it was remade in 2018 and it didn't do very well um but he does have the director does have two other movies because it's a kind of like a weird set off trilogy uh mm-hmm. one that came out in the 80s and then one that didn't come out until like 2007 so they're like loosely connected but all about these like supernatural witchy things okay which is interesting but evil witches not good witches right um and then the last one i wanted to talk about here because it kind of like flips the like she's still evil but she like is portrayed as a white witch um, is Jadis from the Chronicles of Narnia mm. um, played by Hilda Stinton. And I like her, even though she's like so evil, she wants to control Narnia. She like wants to take over the little boy, like mm. all those things, but she like flips it on its head. You know, she's gorgeous. She's white. Everything in her kingdom right. is white. And right. it's like, okay, look, there can still be evil, even though it's white, you know? Yeah. Everything looks so, like, pure and clean. And yeah. And I don't think that was a directorial choice. I believe that was in the books. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. That, yeah, like, evil, cool. even though she is evil, even though she is portrayed as bad, um, it's still kind she's of, still like... She's still, like, beautiful. She's still beautiful, and she still, like, enjoys elegance and luxury. And yeah, she just wants to rule. I don't see a problem. Who doesn't? That. I know. Just, I mean, don't be so mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so now I want to jump into, like, the fantasy category because this is literally, like, 95% of witches in everywhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So in my mind, I kind of, like, categorize fantasy as, like, your fairy tale witches. Um, these are your witches who don't just use, like candles and crystals and like their own kind of like private mm-hmm. practice these are like extraordinary powers or like extraordinary ways of getting magic so really quick in animation the fantasy witches are either like super gorgeous and like beautiful and like mm-hmm. just like ethereal or they're like super evil you know ethereal like, i think yes thank you i think <laughs> like like ursula right she's an yeah. octopus I mean, okay. But, like, Ursula, I think even though she's, like, a fantasy villain witch, she's kind of, like, gets a bad rap, you know? Because she's just, like, at her store, like, doing these she's things. She's just, like, making deals. Yeah. She's making deals. But anyways, like, fantasy is more elaborate. It's more extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. Magic is more than, like, meets the eye. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to jump into this part but like obviously the biggest fantasy group is like harry potter and like all mm-hmm. the accompanying characters and yeah. what i like about harry potter is that they use the word like witch and wizard because i think wizard isn't something that in like the wicked pagan practice is like used 
you know? Right. It's more like witch um, or saying you're Wicca or saying you're pagan. Um, so they do a good job of like making that right. distinction. When you think of like wizard, you think of like pointy hats and like. You think of like Gandalf. Merlin. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I think what Harry Potter does really well is that they're just normal people. You know, mm-hmm. like on the mm-hmm. outside or on the inside, I guess they're just normal people. Mm-hmm. And like Hermione, for example, she's like this totally smart, super savvy, strong person who just like happens to have this extra, you know? Right. And she's a muggle, like she comes from. Yeah, exactly. Like and so, human. yes. And I think with these movies and these books, I think a lot of people, especially that younger generation, because it came out when we were growing up, mm-hmm. the books were coming out like what every other year in the 90s through like the early yeah. 2000s. And Something I like think it really brought on, even though it is so fantastical, like a surge of like people exploring the craft, like what is really out there. Like, right. how can I connect to these feelings I'm having in these books? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, looking kind of, like, beyond what they might have known. Maybe, yeah. like, doing more research, getting more into it. And, like, I think, because it is really a lot of our generation, mm-hmm. like, these women in, like, their late 20s and into their 30s who were really seeing a surge in, like, Wicca and Pagan practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they have been doing it for a long time but they're really kind of like being comfortable coming out about it, I guess, like coming out of that broom closet. Yeah. I think it's like an also like a really easy way to step into it. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like, I love following like uh, witch Instagram pages, you know, like Mm -hmm. um, just for different ideas for ritual and practice. And Mm -hmm. a a lot of the times in those feeds, in those like personal group feeds or those stores, you will see like every now and again, a little like Harry Potter thing, like a little like Mm -hmm. art or a little like something, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I appreciate, I know there's some problems with Harry Potter. Um, but I think that the overall message is. Yeah. And I think it like, it opened up a lot of curiosity, I think, which was nice. Um, so some other examples of what I consider kind of like fantasy, witches. um, is like charmed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that show. <laughs> I don't think I watched like the last two seasons because in that I time definitely period, didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. And in that time period, I mean, the same thing happened with Buffy. It happened with Charmed. It happened with like a lot of other things. It's like the last like seasons or like one or two seasons kind of like just like, you know? Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it was, but. And I love Buffy, but yeah. <sighs> I love Buffy. We'll talk about it in a second. But so like Charmed, it has a lot of really good kind of like calling the elements, a lot of candle work, like little things like in the first like season. But then mm-hmm. as it develops, it gets like a little crazy, you know, like there's angels and demons and monsters and it's very much. Like, uh, I don't think I even got that far. <laughs> I mean, one of the main ones, I think Prue marries an angel. Yeah, I think maybe I just watched the first season or two. It gets crazy, let me tell you. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. One of the sisters, like, falls in love with a demon. The other one marries an angel. One of the sisters, like, switches out. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, like, the Shannon Doherty, like, backlash of the, like, early 2000s or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. It just gets crazed. And, I mean, but at the beginning, and, like, even throughout, there's still, like, little things, you know? Um, Yeah. But it's still very much fantasy. Um, in the same kind of like little slot, um, I don't know if you watch Supernatural. I know Supernatural is like huge. It's like ending. Um, but Rowena in Supernatural. I watched like the first 10 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think Rowena is in it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know when Rowena comes and in. She, like, no, she comes she's in. She's older. Crowley's mom. Yeah, like an older lady. And she has, like, she have red hair? just red hair. Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, and, yes, like, yes. that's the other thing with these shows, like, Charmed and Supernatural. The things in these shows are gorgeous. But yeah. They're just, oh, yeah, they have to be. 
evil. I love Rowena. Rowena kind of like, you know, she's evil, but she kind of like toes that line every now and again when she's like helping out the Winchester. She's very charming about it. Oh, she's, I, I love that character. I think they did fantastic, but obviously very fantastical mm-hmm. um i also have on here for this category um american horror story coven mm-hmm. specifically yeah so at first i was gonna put this more in like the wonky realistic category but then as i was doing my research and especially after reading that article the real witches like kind of like debunk i was like yeah. oh never mind this is going in yeah. the fantasy category because especially with a lot of stuff that they were doing with the Mary Laveau character um, was just like not true to that voodoo hoodoo culture, very yeah. kind of like exaggerated and not appropriate. And right. then um, the other witches, it's not really like witch practice. It's these mental skills that they have, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. the telekinesis um, being able to, for some reason, telekinesis is the only word I can come up with right now. Like, um, yeah, like the pyro the mind reading. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. So it's not necessarily like the only one who really does practice that you see actually practicing a skill is Cordelia when she's mm-hmm. like making her stuff in her like she's like in her basement or whatever. Yeah, her like little um, green laboratory. House, you know, yeah. Everyone else is just these. Um, skills that they were born with you know which not right. to discount people who like have those abilities um but i think for this purpose they are it is more fantastical yeah um another new one that i am super excited to watch and i haven't and i know season two is coming out and i know it was books first but it is a discovery of witches and um so it's like basically this like super smart lady who's a science mm-hmm. professor at Yale. She's like okay. smart, right? And okay. she like comes across this basically like magic book, a grimoire or whatever, and okay. learns that she's like a hereditary witch. And so she like okay. takes on this power and then in the meet like at the beginning of it it's like super kind of like practical and like okay this is cool um but then she like falls in love with a vampire oh so i mean it gets definitely a little (laughs) definitely in the fantasy category yeah um and again i haven't watched i haven't watched like half of these things recently um but i really want to watch it because it looks super good and it's bbc so i mean come on oh it's got to be good then gotta be good now the other two i want to talk about are like super funsies and like obviously super fantastical but i absolutely love and adore them and when i was doing this list i'm totally watching the witches of eastwick today because i forgot that that was a thing and i'm so excited (laughs) that i remembered because talk about all-star cast and so if you don't know it's these like three women who just have had these like kind of like bad circumstances. Their their husbands all left them in one way, shape, or form. And like basically they like get together because they become really good friends and unbeknownst to them, they're like natural witches. Okay. Just like Yeah. Okay. It's like the we first know, they wives know. club. But witches. But with witches. <laughs> and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so basically their power is like they essentially wish for things. Mm-hmm. and it comes true and so they like all sit down together and they're like talking about who their like ideal man would be and mm-hmm. then like Jack Nicholson comes to down and you're not really sure if he's like a demony kind of guy devil guy or if he's just like a a like evil witch wizard um, yeah he's he comes he turns out to not be a good guy spoiler I mean this is the 80s yeah doesn't if count. you haven't watched it by now like doesn't count um it's fantastic though it's so yeah. kitschy and it's just i mean very 80s very 80s yeah definitely watch, watch it. it i'm i'm curious to see how well it stands up i know that's why i want to watch it so bad but i have no yeah. idea if you can watch it anywhere so if you know i mean if anything know. i'm sure you can rent it on amazon oh probably yeah probably so in the vein of making witches or wishes. <laughs> 1989 Teen Witch. Oh my god. I 
Love this the movie. The best movie ever. So much. I sent, <laughs> I sent James the, like, um, the clip for uh, Top That. And she yeah. was like, I was like, watch this to prepare. And she was like, oh. I oh, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Just from, like, the thumbnail. Oh, I know. The oh clip. I was like, oh, yeah. So, anyways, Top That. I mean... I, I agree. I don't know why it's even yeah. in there. Why is it in there? Well, so it's in there because she's like just starting to realize that her wishes are coming true, right? She like rubs on that right. talisman. And right, so right. I think it's kind of like her testing out her power. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> it's so bad. I'm going to put the um, the link also in the show notes so you can watch it's that. So, oh my God. It's if so anything is three minutes of pure joy, just yeah. the funkiest eighties dance off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Actually. with her, she gets her powers. She accidentally goes, I, she's in a psychic's office, like accidentally kind of. And, yeah. um, a psychic's office, <laughs> <laughs> like a doctor's office. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she, like, goes in, and then she's like, oh, like, hey, you're a witch, by the way. Huh? You're going to start to, like, get your powers. Your 16th birthday's in a couple yeah, days. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, there you go. Um, like, yeah, no and way. so she goes through, and she, like, makes all these wishes, and then obviously consequences and hilarity ensues. So if you haven't yeah. seen that, do that as well. A <laughs> also lot of very 80s. Ugh, this is so 80s. Yeah. God Good. bless them. <laughs> It's a good, like, palate cleanser because it's oh, not high stakes yes. at all. And it's short. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's just like one of those Molly Ringwald movies. It's like 16 Candles. It's, it's just pure teen. Yeah. It's just fun. 80s craziness. Um, so a lot of that is on YouTube. I want to say the whole thing is on YouTube. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Um, I mean, also lumped into that fantasy category, I mean, you have your Gandalf, you know, you have your Merlin, even though he might have been real, you have, like, all of these things, you know, (laughs) and so that's, like, this really big fantasy where it's, like, yes, there are people who do this practice and people who've done this practice, like, throughout time, but it's, like, taking that and making it extraordinary. Um, right. Which is fun. And that is okay. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of times witchcraft, quote unquote, is like not just uh, pointing your wand and things happen, you know, like it's oh, like, yeah. it's time, rituals, patience. And yes, 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 yes. It's yes. like science, you know, like you have to just get the certain things right and you have to sit and wait. And, you know, like more often than not, it's not instantaneous. Yeah, exactly. Very, very true. Takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So the next category I want to jump into um, is the satanic category. Mm-hmm. And this is witches who very specifically get their power from a devil, right? Mm-hmm. Devil, demon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and these three I'm going to talk about are very specifically uh, from like a satanic power. Mm-hmm. So the first one, beloved Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, the first I'm gonna inclination. like I'm gonna get like my witch card revoked here, but I am <laughs> not into the chilling adventures of Sabrina. No, that's fine. And a lot I, like, of can I like can a lot of people aren't. It. It's I don't it's know. just Riverdale meets Satan. I guess. I don't that's I like, the first season I liked but then it's like I haven't seen the second she, season I don't know if like, I'm going to yeah it's just like she keeps making all of these decisions with no consequences and she's like just yeah she's mm-hmm. too full of herself and mm-hmm. I'm like yeah you need to chill like you're 14 or whatever like but at the same time it. like I think she's supposed to be a little full of herself because she is like vying for this like place, you know, vying for this like right. leadership but, place. And then she's like, but I'm in love with a human and I want to be in the, a regular high school, but also I want to be like the queen of hell. And it's like, you need to decide, like pick one. I don't know. I think very specifically <laughs> that she like Sabrina herself bothers me. If none of the other characters 
bother me as much as she does, which is not great because she's the main character. Yeah. (laughs) And I I mean, and it's a very, I think this is a very like niche audience. Um, Because I liked Riverdale. I really did. Yeah. I just, it's it's so like soap opera and like trash. Going off on a Riverdale tangent. um, I haven't seen the latest season though. I haven't seen the latest season either and I won't say anything, but like I don't want to spend my time watching it because like I like watched however many seasons, like I think the first three. And I was like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. Like I'm 32 years old. (laughs) Like I need to take a step back. But also, and, so is um, everyone who's acting on that show. No, I know. And I like Wikipedia every episode from like the last season. And mm-hmm. every time I read another episode synopsis, I was like, what in the actual hell is this show even about? It's like, what is happening? Ugh. But I mean, it's, and it's the kind of same vein with Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And I mean, you know full well, straight from the get go, they get their powers from Satan. They love him. Hail Satan. It's like half of it is like, it's really refreshing to like see that, you know, Mm -hmm. cause it's like, okay, yeah, go for it. You know, but then at the same time, there are a lot of those kind of like little problems, like those little problematic pieces um, that kind of make for like bad development in the characters and things like that. But when it comes down to the actual craft, the actual witch craftery, um, it's definitely a power that comes straight from Satan literally so yeah. it's it's really interesting um I do like some of the practice that they do and some of the things that they show there is candle work there is like burying work there's like different things and they use like ghosts and stuff I really like that um it's just very different uh, because I really did like comparing to the Sabrina the Teenage Witch um mm-hmm. I really do like that Sabrina as a human better um because she does get a lot of her consequences and she does have to do a lot of learning and a lot of like growing as a person, mm-hmm. which was like kind of different for a TGIF show. You yeah. Know? I mean, it was magical and you didn't know where that magic came from and it was very fantastical. Yeah. But at the same it time, was, like it was really, there was a lot of morals going on. Yeah. Sometimes. Which was very in line with the like TGIF thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, boy meets world. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so next are like the best sisters ever, the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. Oh my god, I forgot about that. How did I forget? That's like one of my favorites. Well, when I was doing this, I was like, there are so many witches. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. And I know we're like more than halfway through this episode already, but just a caveat, I barely touched the iceberg of witches. I mean, these are kind of like the most popular and I do cover a lot, but still, there's more that I don't even talk about. Yeah. But the Sanderson sisters. They are technically evil, even though they are lovable and fun. Um, They get their power from Satan. They love Satan. He is their master. But they want to eat the souls of children. Yeah. And I mean... And it's just to stay young, right? Isn't that... It's to stay immortal, to stay on Earth. um, Right. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, through... The amazingness that is Hocus Pocus. Uh, we learn a lot about these sisters, and they have real true power, and they're just so fun, and yeah. they, I just love them. And as I was doing this, I have read nothing about it, and I didn't Google anything about it, so there might already be things about this in the world, but I feel like they represent the triple goddess. So, like, okay. the maiden being Sarah the mother being Winifred and the crone being Mary. Uh And I don't know if that was done on purpose, but I feel like it might've been. It could. Yeah. I I mean, it fits. Cause Sarah's so like gorgeous and young. And then Winifred is like that mother figure. She like leads them. Uh And then the crone Mary, she's obviously like a little literally. Yeah. Like she's like, she literally kind of has that like hunched, you know? Yeah. So I wonder if it was purposefully done. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you can't leave out the Sanderson sisters when talking about uh, no. these kind of things. And I believe you can watch that on Disney Plus. So go do it. Yeah, I'm going right to watch now. it. The last one I want to talk about um, people have really harsh, mixed feelings about this movie. Um, I know you really like it, I think. I think. Um, but it's The Witch. <laughs> like the oh, yeah. Witch. 
I love that movie. So I first watched this movie with like my mom and dad. <laughs> like <laughs> we didn't know what it was. And my mom really likes horror movies, you know? And um, so we were just watching it. And then, you know, the, the beginning is kind of slow and like, there's like some abuse things that you're just it's like, very, it's a very slow movie. And then it can be kind of awkward watching it with your parents, but it was fine. And Anya is just this, like, she's just this, like, oppressed little puritanic girl, you know? Like, yeah. And she's, she, like, not, she's not, like, trying no. to, like, be a witch. No, I'm very Anya sympathetic. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people, uh, yeah, you know? So, she didn't ask to be taken out of her hometown. Her, like, parents basically made bad choices, or her dad did. Mm-hmm. They got kicked out. They had to go live their life over here. And they just coincidentally moved next to a forest that had a coven of Satan witches in it. Like, yeah, and they were like, hey, she's, she's you know, young and a sad woman. And, yeah. So, throughout the film, Black Philip, the goat, who's, like, the best goat, um, just yeah. kind of, like puts his little powers out there and like bad things yeah. happen and her family keeps dying and it just comes to this like chaotic end which these movies are really known for these like slow builds to this just like yeah. Ugh, like yeah really intense ending and yeah. then she's free and she goes yeah. through the forest and it's like gorgeous, her best life and she floats a little bit and then it like is yeah. sad because you're supposed to kind of think that like some of her family is in that fire but like at the same like, time they weren't great anyway no um but knowing yeah. that like black philip is the devil and that like he's a bad guy it's kind of like understandable that all these things happen yeah um, but i just that movie is just so visually beautiful um and in the article um with the the real witches um mm-hmm. they were talking about how this one is kind of really true to practice of that period. Not necessarily Satan, but just like oppressed women who are like mm-hmm. trying to find other things, even just trying to find ways um, just in the yeah. realm of like plants to help their families, just like different yeah. uh, things. It's like what we talked about like in the feminism episode. Like yes, 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 yes. The, the more, the time periods where women feel or are more oppressed are the times when. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, witchcraft tends to like become more popular again exactly and um, that makes and so, sense because you're looking yeah, for any sort of power absolutely and and something else that they talk about in this article is that when it's when you see witches and satanic practice not necessarily satanism because they're two different things but mm-hmm. when you see a witch getting power from satan Mm-hmm. It's that's purely based on a fear practice. So it's back in that time of Salem. It's back in that time of the European witch trials where they're saying, okay, this woman has something extra. She must have gotten it from the devil. There's no other yeah. option. And so even yeah. though that wasn't true and that was never the case to begin with, it's, it's stuck, you know? And yeah. so when you see Sabrina, when you see the Sanderson sisters, when you see Anya and Black Phillip, it all originates from that. All of yeah. it. It's from Yeah, those, there's like, no way like a woman could be powerful on her exactly. own. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's all from those Salem Puritanic days when like the devil was like literally blamed for everything bad that happened. Yeah. Um, which we know is not the case. Yeah. So, it's just really interesting how uh, we still do that, even though we know better. Well, yeah. we'd like to think we know better. Right. <laughs> okay. So the last um, part, and I'm sure there's more, but I only talk about three, um, is the kind of like realistic-ish representations, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are like people who are like your average person. They just have that something extra or they follow the craft and you just happen to see that in these films with the, or like TV shows, whether it's like about it or it's just something that's in there. So practical magic I put on here because a lot of the things that they really, that 
Like if you watch the movie and you look at the things that they're actually doing, Mm -hmm. it's just physical practice. Yeah. Um, They're working with herbs. They're working with plants. They're working with candles. It's they're working with brooms. They're doing salt magic. It's like, it's a lot of things that are actually, and I think this comes from the woman who wrote the books, but um, it's real practice kind of put into this, this situation, you know, yeah. um, they're hereditary, which is it runs in their family. They have a family curse. Um, but then along with that, they do actually have this like innate practice. And when you do see those scenes, like scenes with ritual in them, they are doing things that actual, um, people yeah, call yeah, the yeah. craft would do. So, I mean, there's a little bit more of that mystical in there with the candles and with the spoon moving and things like that. But I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. There could be people who could do that. I can't, but shoot. Yeah. You never know. I don't discount anything. Um, another one that I wanted to talk about is Willow from Buffy. Yeah. Um, in, in the beginning of her path, like not at the end of her path, (laughs) like the beginning. Yeah. 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 So, She gets um, a little fantastical at the end. Yeah. So James and I are huge Buffy the Vampire Slayers uh, fans. And so those of you who know Buffy, um, you know Willow. But if you don't, Willow is Buffy's best friend. And when they get into their college years, Willow wants, like, she just wants something more to help with, like, the Scooby gang, mm-hmm. you know? She's, like, mm-hmm. searching more about herself she's like trying to learn more about herself outside of this group like who she really is and she like comes across the craft obviously through like all of these encounters and she's like starts to practice yeah. and like I remember when she first starts and she like it's when she meets um her future girlfriend what's her name I can't remember Anya no not Anya. No. Tara Tara and she goes to like, well she circle. kind of she kind of starts like in high school after yeah Jen- Jenny dies. Yeah. Spoiler. Because Jenny is like a techno pagan, so she calls herself. Mm-hmm. So when she dies, she kind of like t- she kind of like takes all of the stuff that she- that Jenny had, and she is like, okay, well, I can kind of do this. Yeah. So yeah, by the time yeah. she gets to college, she's like, yeah, okay, what else is there? Yes, exactly. And I just remember that scene though, like when she meets Tara and they're at that circle and. They're like talking about big sales and dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I mean, whatever is your practice is your practice. But I mean, I kind of rolled my eyes along with Willow. But um, yeah, it was just interesting to see her evolution in her like practice. Mm -hmm. And then, like, obviously, like, kind of goes off the wayside, you know, and gets a little bit more fantastical, like you said. But in that beginning, I, I just really like that like evolution of how like she finds it and she starts learning more about it and she starts practicing and then like it goes from there. It's yeah. very, um, yeah. a natural, natural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then the last one I wanted to talk about was the craft. And okay. I want to talk about the craft because, um, they actually hired a high priestess to work oh. with the team um to develop their rituals um oh wow to make them as realistic as possible without actually like invoking anything all right (laughs) (laughs) so every time in that movie you see them there's like a particular scene where they're sitting on one of the beds and they have like that red candle and like flowers around them and they're they're doing a ritual like that's real like that's like the high priestess like set it all up and she was like okay Uh you invoke the elements this is what you do but then like there's like little tweaks so that it's like not not real you know right Um, right but I just thought that was like super interesting I didn't know that either and so um it was just super cool that they actually like hired someone to make this representation like yeah more real um, yeah, and that movie does feel very authentic. It does because it's these like group of girls who are very like essentially oppressed in their like awkward high schoolness and in their poverty. Yeah, and they're, they're all oppressed like um, in different ways. Yeah, exactly. And so they just need and want something to help guide them. And they like, yeah. um, what's her name? Sarah 
is it is Sarah, right? She um, yeah. is like the newcomer and she has like a natural affinity to the craft. And they mm-hmm. see that and then they like bring her in and then Nancy kind of goes off on the deep end. And yeah. um, another interesting thing is, so the calls to the deity are like mm-hmm. realistic, but then they made up the deity. So Manon is not real. He's, it's fake. Okay. But then what an article I read said that after the movie came out, they started finding Manon on real lists because people assumed he was real. Oh, wow. But he's not. He's fake. Right. And I even like looked it up and stuff and there's an opera called Manon. And then I like found the article. <laughs> like, Cause I, I wanted it. to know if it was real. Cause I, I had seen the article about the high priestess and I was like, okay. And then I found another one that was like, Oh no, he was fake. They totally made him up. Cause they didn't want them to like actually invoke something real. So right. they just made yeah. up the name. Like it makes sense. Yeah. Safest way to do it. Um, another reason why I feel that this movie and, um, other people, other people of the craft find this movie to be the most realistic in regards to all of the, the movies, um, mm-hmm. is that there are natural consequences that happen. Um, right. so it's like these girls start, uh, doing these rituals, these incantations and whatever to like better their own lives. But then in the long run, they come back to bite them cause they were too prideful. They were too hubris. They mm-hmm. were too like, whatever. Um, and so it comes back at them. Yeah, they were taking like, without giving. And- yeah, it's that threefold path. So it was like, okay, like Sarah wanted Chris to fall in love with her. She did a love spell. And then at the end, he like tries to rape her, you know? So it's like these yeah. like, horrible he, like, becomes things. Obsessed. Yes. And um, Nancy's like dad dies and they get all this money and then like everything like then she does that like ritual with the fake Didi Manon and then she like kind of loses all her emotions you know she becomes this like yeah she becomes like like, whole yeah so it's just it's good to show that even though this isn't like a movie that's really big circulation right now but they're like okay you have this power you do these things you put in your time but if you do it not in a respectful way mm-hmm. that threefold path is going to come back at you <laughs> yeah so it was really interesting to learn all that about that movie um yeah. and then in my research I, I didn't found, know I didn't know either and I found out that um I can't pronounce her name properly Fer- Feruza Feruza Bulk um she's mm-hmm. the actress who plays nancy she's mm-hmm. actually she practices in real life and um oh okay i she, can see that she practiced at the time of the film i don't know how the extent of her practice today but i looked up her instagram and she actually on her website uh, feruza.org she sells um hand-drawn sigils oh cool yeah so that's, that was just super interesting very interesting yeah so, I mean, there's just, there's so much portrayal. There's so much representation of, like, the craft in movies. And, like, unfortunately, a lot of it, like, um, gears towards the fantastical or the evil. Um, yeah, it's it just, doesn't I mean, it's have much to. more, it's more interesting. Oh, absolutely. That and way, I think. I don't think that's going to change. No. Um, anytime soon. Um, I would hope that, like, the craft would get popular for, like, a second again. I think they tried. Like, I was seeing they're, it around for a little bit. Well, they're doing, like, a reboot, reboot. or something. Mm-hmm. They're, like, Bloomhouse, yeah. I think. I don't yeah, want them to, like though. <laughs> I think it's a series, though. I don't think it's a movie. Oh, great. I don't know. I can't remember who's involved, everything. but I, I, yeah, I don't know. That's annoying. Yeah, but I could I be mean, totally wrong though. But. No, you're probably right. I know that there is a remake and it's through Bloomhouse, but I don't. I didn't know what kind of like platform they were gonna do. But yeah, I'm not sure. I think just like the moral of the story, if there is even a moral of the story of anything, just to catalog these films and TV shows for you, um, <laughs> is that you can find yourself in whatever you're going to watch. Like, 
you can probably see parts of yourself in like Jadis, you know, you can probably see parts of yourself in, mm-hmm. um, I mean, Nancy or in Sarah or in whoever, you know, in Jillian from Practical Magic and mm-hmm. whoever, you know, and if you can connect to those and if you can find kind of like, um, that's that's like awesome that's like fun you know and these these portrayals of the evil witch or the jealous witch or the ugly witch they're not they're not going anywhere but no luckily we do have opportunities to see things that are more um realistic and um characters that we can really connect to and really have fun with and yeah, I think as long as we understand that, like, obviously it's movie and film, it's not real, um, that we can enjoy it and make fun of it and be mad at it, and that's okay. Yeah, like, it's it's not that serious sometimes. No, you know? and I know some people get super offended at, like, some of these things, like, at Sabrina. I know there's, like, groups of people who practice the craft that are, like, this is horrible representation, and, like, right. maybe it is because of, of where they get their power from, but at the same time, when you watch it, it's not the way that, that we practice today, so you kind of have yeah. to, like, take that step back and be, like, well, I know this is pure fantasy, but at the same time, they're kind of representing witches in, like, not the greatest light. Um, right, yeah. So I think you just have to like hopefully most people who watch these things know that mm-hmm. like yeah this this kind of thing is it's entertainment. Oh absolutely. Now just yeah. like to end there's a show that I think just started this week so today's March 24th but um it's called Motherland Fort Salem and this is obviously fantasy like obviously but it's kind of interesting and I want to watch the first couple episodes to see if I even like like it but it's uh what if the witches of Salem were never killed what if the witches of Salem actually took over and how that impacts America huh so it's like that's interesting yeah so it's kind of like a what if situation and um it's obviously geared towards the Riverdale Sabrina age group because I think okay. it's on I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's like free CW form. or whatever. No, it used to be like Fox Family or something. No, I think it's Freeform. Oh, Freeform. I think that used to be like ABC Family or something. Something. I think it's on that channel. I could be wrong. So it's definitely like geared in that direction over dramatized kind of oh yeah so like teenage slash early 20s kind of situation um okay but i'm still interested it sounds interesting it's yeah and so i think these like witches are like literally like armed forces and they have these like crazy powers so Hmm. should be interesting (laughs) should be interesting i mean we've got some time so we might as well figure it out i know give it a shot but i'm sorry if i missed your favorite movie or your favorite uh witch in film or media or whatever um but those are just kind of like the ones that i connected to and the ones that i think were out and about a lot i know i didn't talk about bewitched but that just has like a lot of problems um yeah and it's just like yeah but um, there's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about you just you can't get into everything um but, like, I mean, if anything, this was just a category of what to watch during this time. Yeah. Um, if you, you haven't seen The Witch, uh, watch it. If you haven't seen Hocus Pocus, which I don't know where you live if you haven't seen Hocus Pocus, um, yeah. watch it. Highly recommend. Uh, Witches of Eastwick, Teen Witch. These are just, like, Witch, pure fun. The craft. Don't like, think pretty much deep. everything on this list. Yeah. There's nothing on here that you would be angry about spending your time watching. Um, yeah. It would just be a good old fun time. Yeah. Hopefully. Give it a shot. I can't wait to watch Witches of Eastwick again. I'm going to try to figure it out. But yeah. <laughs> um, as well, al- that was fun. Yes, it was. I really enjoyed doing the research too. And it took me a lot longer because I kept watching a bunch of YouTube videos. 
<laughs> That's funny. Um, but again, so we're going to have the link to that, top that um, Teen Witch Music <laughs> video, essentially, um, as well as that Hacks on uh, 1922 film. Again, please don't watch that uh, based off those trigger warnings. I'll make sure to put those trigger warnings um, by the link. Um, yeah, just be careful with that. And then just uh, if you do end up watching these and something that you haven't seen and you loved it or you hated it, just let us know. We want to hear what your opinion on these things are. Um, yeah, for sure. If you have or any what other your, insight. Yeah, or what your favorite witch in a media is. Yeah, let yes, us know. Maybe it's know. something we've never even heard of and you're like, you guys have to watch this. You have to check it out. Yes, please, please, please. Um, and as always, if I had said something um, incorrect or um, not in my knowledge, just let me know so I can fix that later. Um, we do get some of you, um, like, for example, the Friday the 13th episode, I didn't even mention Frigo one time. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find her. I didn't find her in my research at all. And I searched a lot of things. So huh. that was really interesting and kind of sad that I didn't find it in my research because, like, it's okay. like, why isn't it there? But the white man. Probably. <laughs> so um, please uh, subscribe. Please, please rate and review um, on wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, follow us for- on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, at Sit for a Spell Pod. And be safe out there. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we will all get through this together. Yes, we will. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen again next week for another new episode. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed be. Blessed be.